Well, a good Tuesday morning to you. Uh, today we're in our Bible reading plan, reading the last two chapters in the book of Exodus, as well as uh, Mark chapter 4 and the 32nd Psalm. And I wanted to just focus on uh, a brief passage, a brief section in um, Exodus 39 and verses 8 to 14. You know, the, uh, a lot of the book of Exodus is giving instructions. The Lord is giving instructions to Moses or through Moses to the people on uh, how to build the tabernacle and all the different elements involved in it, the furniture of the tabernacle, the tapestries, the, 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 the coverings, the curtains, and all the rest of that, also included um, instructions on the, uh, how to make the incense that would be burned, uh, how to make the fragrant oil uh, that would be used in, this, in the uh, worship of the Lord, and then also gave instructions on the garments that the priests would wear, and then specifically the garments that the high priest would wear. Now, I'm not going to go into all of that but I, and, and all of the garments of the high priest, but I just want to remind you that the uh, role of the high priest in Old Testament Jewish worship was to be representative. It was, it was a, a symbolic role that pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is our great high priest. And we could go to the book of Hebrews and uh, see how so much of the Old Testament sacrificial system and worship system was all pointing forward to Christ as the fulfillment of so much. He fulfilled all the sacrifices. Uh, we now have, uh, uh, you know, we are, we are his dwelling place, his tab tabernacle, and so forth. But the, the writer of Hebrews makes clear that Jesus is our great high priest, all right? So this Old Testament high priest, Aaron, the first one, when he was robed in these garments, was representing the Lord Jesus Christ's future ministry as our great high priest. And one of the features of those garments was the, the breast piece, the breastplate that uh, Aaron, the high priest, would wear. And in describing uh, how that thing was to be made, the Lord gave instructions that on this breast piece there were supposed to be placed 12 stones. And in verses 8 to 14 of chapter 39, um, the, the Lord specifies what stones are to be on that breastplate. And there's supposed to be these different rolls, four, four rows of stones and on each row, there were three stones, and each one of them is a precious stone. Listen to the list, all right? A sardius, topaz, emerald were the first row. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx, and a jasper. Now, we don't, we don't know what those stones would fetch in the economy of the day, but we do know that today uh, most of those stones would be considered precious stones, and they would fetch, uh, you know, ounce for ounce, a good price, all right? So what's the point? Well, the Lord explains that 
uh, in verse 14, that these 12 stones were according to the names of the sons of Israel, according to their names, engraved like a signet, each one with its own name according to the 12 tribes. So each one of these precious stones was representing one of the tribes of the nation of Israel, one of the tribes of God's people. So the 12 stones taken collectively represent the sum total of God's people. They are precious stones, and they are stones that are placed closest to the high priest's heart. As he goes in before the the presence of the Lord to offer the sacrifices and so forth uh, on behalf of the people. What is the imagery here? What is this communicating to us? Well, the New Testament tells us that believers in Christ are God's people. We are that holy nation, a people of his own. And, And by this rich symbolism of these precious stones, that indicates the value that God places, that our high priest places, our God places, on his people. We are his precious people. And where are they placed? These stones are placed close to the heart of the high priest, which indicates to us that Jesus looks at those who are his followers, those who are his people. He looks at them as his precious possession who are the closest to his heart. Now, listen, if you're a child of God, if you're a follower of Jesus, that should give you great joy today and great encouragement to know how our Lord Jesus views you and me as his people, as those who are trusting in him. We are precious in his sight. We are close to his heart. I trust that encourages you today. I trust that you indeed are one of his people, true to him, precious to him, blessed by him. And so, our Father and our God, we are so grateful today for this picture that demonstrates the attitude of Jesus uh, toward his people. Oh, may we be uh, encouraged by that today. May we be humbled by that, that the Lord Jesus would would think so much and love us so dearly as he does. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, listen, have a wonderful, blessed day. Tuesday. God bless.